Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Today I'm joined by my dear friends Jim and Danny from Bravo for the B-Side. What up, friends? hey Hey, what's up, man? Long time no talk. Um, yeah. So, what are we talking about today? We're talking about machete. Machete. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to start off by saying we are not racist. This movie is racist. <laughs> so get that out there right at the beginning. <laughs> so it is incredibly it's, uh, so. Yeah. Yes, very much so. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's a 2010 film by uh, what's the guy's name? Of course, I can't remember. Robert Rodriguez. Yes, yes. So it's uh, yeah, it's a pretty wild movie. Uh, what were you guys' life like when this movie came into your realm of existence? Did you guys like hear about it right away? So on and so forth. Well, for me, yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, um, because you know, saw Grindhouse, and you know, like most people who saw the movie, when that intermission trailer came up (laughs) and it was Machete, you know, it's like, oh man, this needs to be a film. And they uh, did Death Car, and then they did Machete. I actually haven't seen or hadn't seen it until this past week i wanted to and because we're doing this i'm like well now's the time but (laughs) yeah embarrassingly it just one of those things that was always just out of reach it's uh yeah it's a movie i forgot they did trailers in uh in the grindhouse movie (laughs) oh man so yeah what about you danny so i i mean I was a little old for Spy Kids when they came out, but I had younger, uh, like, um, my, I had a younger kind of like sisterish person at the time who was very into it. And I loved the character Machete in Spy Kids. I thought he was possibly the coolest person in the whole movie franchise. And then I heard about this movie. I, it had already come out by the time I heard about it. And I just was like, um, yeah, absolutely. I have to watch this movie. And I just loved it. I mean, I don't know that there was anything like special in my life going on at the time. It just <laughs> felt like a long awaited reunion with that very cool character. So here's the question. Is this movie a sequel to Spy Kids? No, no, it has absolutely so. nothing to do with Spy Kids at all. Uh, the, the character in Spy Kids, I think his name is Junie. He's the actress in this. It's yes. so amazing. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen the sequel? No, I haven't. Not yet. No, I think I've seen it once. And at the end of that one is a trailer for Machete Kills in Space. And it was supposed to come out last year, and I'm really excited. He said he's trying to get it made, so I think that's going to be amazing. He has a lightsaber machete. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. God. He's so good. <laughs> I love uh, it. Yes. So, yeah, I think I saw the, the sequel one time, and I don't remember anything about it, unfortunately. But this one I've seen a hundred times, and I love it. <laughs> yes. 
Um, so I guess let's just get into the breakdown of what happens in this movie. So the movie opens up with Machete driving into basically a compound of bad guys with his partner. And his boss is like, don't you do it, Machete. And he's like, uh, this is the boss. And he holds up a machete. <laughs> the, the lines in this movie are so cheesy that they're just wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. Um, his partner gets killed as they drive into a barrage of machine gun fire. And um, Machete gets out and kills just an absurd number of people with a machete. It's amazing. What were some of your favorite kills from this this scene? Oh, God. I, I, I mean, really, all of all of them, because none of them had any like polished, refined, standard action film stuff. It was super grindhouse. They every single one, even just like a simple stab with the music, you know, everything that followed it just made it. I, I, yeah, I couldn't pick one. I mean, through this whole film, there wasn't like one kill scene beginning to end that really just like stuck out. I just, I love them all because gratuitous yeah. blood, copious <laughs> amounts of twangy music and just, Oh God. I, it, it exemplified exploitation grindhouse every frame. Okay. I do have a favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's when he cuts off the guy's hand. It takes the hand still holding the gun and starts firing it around. It's so fun. Oh, this movie is a gory, gratuitous mess, and it's what makes it a beautiful movie. Like the, I think the first person he kills, he chops off their head and then cuts their head in half. <laughs> it's so <Yes>. ridiculous. <laughs> um, so we are then, uh, he's basically just cutting his way through all these people and he comes across a naked hot chick and uh, he's like, put on your clothes. And she goes, it's too hot for clothes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she, it's, she's a crazy character. So uh, he picks her up and carries her around. And then she stabs him with his own machete and pulls a cell phone out of her vagina. Yep. And uh, calls in <laughs> Steven Seagal. <laughs> as uh, one does. Steven, as one yes. does. Yep. Um. Not sure about the physics of how that all works, but we don't need to get into that. Uh, so uh, Steven Seagal is revealed as our main bad guy of the movie. Uh, did you guys do any research into this before you watched it? Or were you like, holy shit, that's Steven Seagal? Uh, for me, it was holy shit, that's Steven Seagal. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and it kind of makes the sense. That whole scene, I thought, if you're going to have a hotline to Steven Seagal, that's where you would keep it. <laughs> I guess that's a fair point. So Steven Seagal is Steven Seagaling it up. He just, uh, you know, he's, he's got a katana and uh, he's just really, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's gravelly so much as he's just, I don't know. How would you guys describe that man's voice? I think it's gravelly, but it's also like, I don't know. Steven Seagal has a very distinct voice. I, I don't think Steven Seagal has ever ridden a cab because I don't think he can get loud enough to hail one. 
That has been every movie he's in. He's always, I'm really mad. Hey, you don't do that. And here, I'm going to whisper to you now. He's just so monotone in that level. But it's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's what makes Steven Steven. (laughs) Did you guys grow up with Steven Seagal movies? Oh, well, I mean, I was, you know, already all grown up, but um, Mm. yeah, I saw his first one and then his second and then the myriad of ones that came after. And then it just became a, uh, oh, look, Steven's on film again. (sighs) Let's see what... (laughs) what's going on you know it, it was more of a sick fascination than any kind of level of entertainment you know yeah. like see a jet lee movie <gasps> jet lee i want to see him do stuff wham, wham, wham. you know steven seagal is like what's this fucking guy doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was sort of like tertiary to my interests when i was a kid you know watching movies i watched a lot of jean-claude van damme and i watched a lot yeah. of jet lee and i watched a lot of um like weird period pieces because that was just kind of my jam. Mm-hmm. I was always a Jackie Chan was... man. Oh, Jackie yeah. Chan oh, is yeah. the king of all the kung fu stuff. But Love Steven Jackie Seagal, Chan. I've only ever known him as a parody of himself. Like I've I've never seen <laughs> yeah. him in a serious role. Same. And this movie is like perfectly encapsulates that he is a parody of himself. And uh it's so good that he's the main bad guy and he chops off Machete's wife's head. Oh no. So Machete is mad, very mad about this. And uh, he says, an honorable death would be for me to cut off your head, but you don't deserve one. And they burn down the building he's in. And I think he just gets out off screen. Like, do they show him escape? I don't remember. No, they don't. I think they just kind of cut to the credits. Yeah. They show the flames, right? Which is like one wall was on fire and i i was thinking you could all pretty much just walk out of there what's what's yeah. <laughs> what's the story but yeah then it was credits and Opening uh, credits. we it's pretty clear that he's uh he's gonna be surviving and out to get sick yeah. all this whole movie um but there's so many bad guys in this movie we'll get into it um so let's see here uh, then we are revealed Jessica Alba is an ICE agent. This is not to get too political, but this is before the Donald Trump, like, let's keep all the immigrants out business. Yeah. And yes. the, it really dates itself because I feel like a lot of the things in this movie started to happen in real life later. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Jessica Alba is a good ICE agent. And uh I thought the other guys were ICE agents also, but they're just crazy redneck people that like to hunt immigrants. Is that accurate, you think? Yeah, they're just like border vigilantes. Yeah, self-proclaimed border patrol posses. I don't think they're actually hired by anyone. I think they just go around of their own. Murdering people. Yeah. So um, the actors in that are semi-famous. Are you guys familiar with them at all? I'm not good with names of actors, so. I'm not super good. I recognize the lead guy was Don Johnson. Don Johnson. Don Johnson, Miami Vice, the original uh, Crocker. Ah, And uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. 
um, sometimes main, sometimes supporting. But yeah, he's when well, this was 2010. So I mean, he yeah, he'd been out of it for a while. I mean, That's the joy sense. of grindhouse movies is it brings people back like, oh, hey, you remember this guy? And they just like kill it every time. <laughs> and uh, he's definitely that whole band of people. You really establish that they're real, real bad guys. So you do not feel bad at all when bad things happen to them. Um, so they're hunting down people. It's real bad. And um, then we go to. Oh, they shoot a pregnant woman, and he, they're like, didn't yes. you see she's with child? And he's like, if it's born here, it's an American citizen. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's so fucked up. Um, so then we get to see Robert De Niro is a bad guy in this movie. He plays McLaughlin, the senator who's anti-Mexican. I love seeing Robert De Niro as a bad guy. He very rarely plays actually like bad guys. He has occasionally. Oh well, yeah, well, so like heat rarely. is. Heat is my favorite with him, opposite Al Pacino is you know the bad guy to Pacino's good guy cop. Um, I liked seeing Robert De Niro pop up because to see Robert De Niro in what is arguably a B movie, <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously the studios were behind it, but the level of camp and ridiculousness and how he just pulls it. You know, you're like, that's Robert De Niro. And then you hear him speak and you're like, Oh my God, he actually said those lines. Yeah. <laughs> he read the script and he's like, I'm in. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. The, I don't know how they got the cast for this movie that they did, but I couldn't be happier about it. <laughs> um, so that's De Niro, clearly a bad guy. And he clearly is like, the power behind getting rid of everybody except for potentially uh Seagal. Seagal really is like pulling the strings, but De Niro is the the whole movement is behind him. He's the face of the operation. Um then do we get uh where do we end up with Machete and the food truck and all that? Yeah, we like Jessica Alba's character sees him going up to the food truck and she's like, Who's this guy? So she decides to look him up. And then kind of later, like, he is looking for work after leaving the food truck because the food truck lady, Luz, gives him a free taco and because he can't find any work. And then we see him um, being, like, prompted to get into a back alley fight for money. <laughs> what happens in that back alley fight? <laughs> <laughs> He's still holding his taco the whole time and eating it while he's fighting this guy. And he's just, it's, he's not even trying. This guy's like trying to punch him and he's just like swoosh to the side. You know, I, yeah. it's not like matrixy. It's just like, this guy's a joke. Yeah. I, you know, watching that, I couldn't help but think, see folks, this right here, this scene is why Danny Trejo has Trejo tacos. That's Machete? a good point. <laughs> yep. Machete never even hits the guy. The guy's trying to hit him, and Machete moves out of the way and like hits his hand into a beam and breaks his hand. Yeah, he's the dude like beats himself up. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then Machete goes and pays for his taco. Yeah. And we 
we get a really funny joke where it's uh, they're like, who is she? And it's got the little apostrophe over the E. So it's like Shay. Right. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't just, lost on me. Just so good. <laughs> um, so we uh, he pays for the taco. They discuss how she is like the leader of this movement to getting people across the border. And uh, Jessica Alba, a concert. Oh, she's played by Michelle Rodriguez. I don't know if we mentioned that. And right. uh, yeah. Jessica Alba goes over and asks for coffee and wants to see her papers and she has her papers and she's like, I'll take a coffee. I like it greasy and hold the spit. Right. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, there, I feel like their chemistry is a little off as far as actresses go, but this, their dynamics in this movie are pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Racist. That might be the word. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's always the word. Yeah. This, again, we are not racist. This movie is racist and it is racist in a funny way. Nope. Going to take that one out. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, it's like so comedically racist that I feel like they're, you know, they're trying to make fun of, you know, racism. I don't know. I don't know exactly what they're trying to do or how to word what they're trying to do in this movie, but it's like just so outrageously racist that you're like, okay, they can't possibly know or not know that this is what's going on in their movie. (laughs) That is very true. Um, So then I don't know what this next bad guy's name is. I don't know what his character name is. I just call him agent in my notes, but uh, white guy comes and gets machete to come with him to in the guise of offering him work. Do you guys know anything about that actor? Uh, Jeff Fahey is his name. I've seen him in a lot of things, but I don't know a whole lot about it. Okay. So Jeff Fahey, uh, his like number one thing was uh, he was the guy who played in Lawnmower Man, the movie Mm. based on the story by Stephen King that had nothing to do with the story by Stephen King. They just took the title. Um, (laughs) After that, he's been in a few things after, you know, like a year or so after and then B movies, indie films, and then a lot of nothing. <laughs> I think, so I think he, he was, was in hanging with Don out. Johnson. Oh, that does make sense that he was with Don Johnson, but what was he in, in knives out? I feel like he was. I I'm looking know. him up on IMDb. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's a really compelling character in this movie. <laughs> he's been in like so many things. This is uh, one of the longest IMDb lists I've ever seen. It goes all the way back to 1983. So he's been Where? around for a while and he's been busy. A Tale of Two Guns, The Long Night, The Commando, A Bird Flew In, um, Wheels of Fortune... Woo Assassins, a whole bunch of B-movies, it looks like. I've never heard of any of these. (laughs) (laughs) He seems like the kind of guy that he just says yes. Like, that's just his thing. Yes, I'll be in your movie. (laughs) Hey, it's what pays the rent. He was in a Demi Lovato music video in 2015, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) 
so yeah, he's a he's a, a semi-famous actor. He's been a working actor since the '80s, so I'm sure people yeah. know who he is. I don't, but I'm sure people know who he is. Um, so he offers Machete $150,000 to kill the senator played by Robert De Niro. And at first, Machete says no, but then he thinks of all the good he can do with that money, and he says, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. And uh, then, they, then they arm him with a whole lot of guns. And, uh, well, I guess he only gets one, but they offer him a whole lot of guns and he picks up a machete and they're like, no, can't shoot him with a machete. <laughs> you can't shoot with a machete, silly man. <laughs> and, uh, so he goes onto this rooftop to kill this guy and he gets betrayed. Yes. Yeah. The old, um, the old time setup, the second shooter. Yes. So uh, he gets betrayed. He gets shot in the chest and is he's nursing that wound the whole movie, but he's also fine at the same time. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> I think an egg heals him a little bit later. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he, uh, <laughs> so he uh, he's trying to escape from people hunting him down. He beats up a security guard with a mop. Uh there are a bunch of henchmen that he doesn't kill. He just shoots them in the legs and he gets grabbed by these two cops and uh, arrested. Uh, then, uh, then we cut to the agent guy is pulling this blonde girl out of a drug house. He kills all the drug dealers. And who is it? It's Lindsay fucking Lohan. Lohan. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm the exact same age as her. And I have been in love with her since the parent trap. Like, Oh my god. I know she's a terrible drug addict, but if she wasn't, I would still be pining for her for sure. <laughs> and uh yeah. so she is just oh, I don't know what were you going to say, Danny. She's very funny in this movie. Like she doesn't have a whole lot to do, but it's very clear that she fully understood this is a stupid movie and yeah. <laughs> like just have fun with it. But I, I saw her in The Parent Trap when I was a kid, too. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest movie. And then I saw her in Mean Girls. And I was like, okay, Lindsay Lohan's my hero. And then a whole bunch of stuff happened to Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> that Disney syndrome where if you're yeah. a child actor for Disney, you turn into just this drug crazy sex machine when you're an adult. So it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. She hangs out with Charlie Sheen and stuff, so that should tell you everything you need to know about modern-day Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, that pretty much settles um, it. Yeah. When he puts her in the car, he grabs her by the face and slams her face against the back of the seat, and they like to hide her face just a little bit longer. It was, yeah. oh, it's beautifully done. Um, then we cut back to Machete, who's in the back of a cop car, and it's like, we're not actually cops, silly. We're going to bring you to the guy who's going to kill you. And we frisked you and arrested you. And the guy's like, I didn't frisk him. So, of course, Machete has a machete. <laughs> and he cuts his way out of this car. There's a big explosion. And uh, Machete has escaped. So then Machete gives... Uh, gives Michelle Rodriguez the entire suitcase of money and is like, use this for the cause. Right. Yeah. Um, a very giving that, man. That, 
<laughs> then we cut to the senator giving a speech and someone holds up a sign that's Uncle Sam pointing and says, I want you to speak English. <laughs> yes. Those, <laughs> those fell signs out of my are chair. great. <laughs> oh, they're so good. It's so racist, but like so funny. Um, right? Uh, so then uh, <laughs> the one cop goes, we're going to hang your ass like Saddam. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Um, Talk about at the time topical references. I mean, anyone watching this movie for the first time today has, I I guarantee would have no clue what the hell that was about. Right. Like all any young people that were like in (laughs) elementary school in 2010 and are watching it now would be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, So I think I got the order of things mixed up just a smidge because he's going to the hospital now for being shot. And uh, right. it's like a secret hospital for immigrants. With very, um, like, sexy Hispanic nurses. They're, well, they're part of the network. Right. Michelle Rodriguez's right. movement, the network. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so they reveal that the reason he didn't get killed by the bullet was because the bullet was stopped by another bullet that was already in his chest. Yes. <laughs> 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 this movie is so fucking ridiculous. And well, my yeah, favorite, meanwhile, go ahead. oh, go ahead. My favorite character in the movie is the doctor. He's every line he says is so funny. He's like, Oh, did you know that the human intestine is 60 feet long? <laughs> They're like, Wait a minute, it's 60 feet long. He's like, Why, yes, it is, like out of nowhere. <laughs> Just to give you context for what's going to happen later. Yes. Right? <laughs> the, every, everything he says is like a foreshadowing moment. He's so funny. Um, <laughs> and then uh, bad guys come to the hospital to get him. And Machete is like, prepares for battle. And he's like, you don't want to use that. That's for scraping his flesh off of bones. <laughs> they, uh, he stages this whole uh, elaborate distraction and then has like scalpels on the ends of a rope and is just swinging it and killing people left and right. He guts a guy and uses his intestines to scale out a window. <laughs> oh so good so good one of the one of the best bits of that part though is like his distraction is the the classic like cart down the hallway right mm-hmm. so he says this cart going down the hallway and it's funny because you can see the underside of the cart and it's empty as it's going past them oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it turns around to the bad guys who are like what's going on and it turns back to the cart and machete is magically in the bottom of the cart climbing out well that was yeah <laughs> i was wondering what is it because you can clearly see there's nothing under that cart the the yes. cover is only goes down like three inches on each side and i'm like so is this like a perplexing thing like oh look here comes a cart and everyone's supposed to be like what is this for you know Oh, no, I I guess fold up machete popped out of there somewhere. Spider-Manning to the top of it or something. Right. Right. Kind of makes you wonder, is machete a supernatural character? Because he does a lot of crazy shit. Bullets just bounce off of him at some points. Like, do you think he's like some magical being or it's just like the beauty of making a grindhouse movie? No, I think that Danny Trejo is a magical being. And that just yeah. kind of transferred over to Machete. <laughs> uh, I, I follow him on all the social medias, and he seems like the sweetest man. 
And he's always yes. cast as this murderous gangster. <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing. Um, so, oh, the main henchman. He's a famous guy, too. Do you guys know who that guy is? I know him, and for the life of me, I cannot remember his name. Um, the first name that popped into my head was uh, uh, Ron Silva, and that's not him. He's he's time cop. <laughs> okay. Um, well, he's one of those people you see in everything, but no one knows his name, pretty much. Yeah, right. and he's always this character. He's always <laughs> the lead brute in any mm-hmm. film either for the good side or the bad side. But yeah, he's just like, I'm on screen, you know, stuff's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I think he was in one of the kill bill movies. Like he's just always henchman, man. Um, yes. so that's when they realize that machete is not a regular, uh, a regular immigrant. That's kind of the way they word it. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's no federale. regular immigrant. Yeah. <laughs> So that's uh, that's when shit really starts to hit the fan for them. Meanwhile, Jessica Alba, to reveal that she has crazy good fighting moves, is playing a fake Wii game yes. and uh, is beating up cartoon <laughs> characters. And he get, she gets the call that, oh, no, Machete is a very special person and it's time for you to try and catch him. Right. Um, she learns that so, he was the cop. The, the There's master one little cop. scene, like right before the hospital scene, where the... Um, the bad guy who hired Machete mm-hmm. is talking to Torres, Steven Seagal's character on a computer. And he's Torres is like, that guy's dead, right? And he makes him rewind it and he zooms in. And um, the bad guy's like, oh, yeah, he's definitely dead. And Torres is like, you better make sure. Because he recognizes that it's him. Yeah, of all the luck <laughs> to hire a random dude to kill someone, you hire the guy who can kill your entire team. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they uh, Michelle Rodriguez saves Machete after the hospital by putting him in the taco truck and taking him home and putting a cold egg on his forehead while they talk about the movement. Uh, and she cracks the egg under the bed he's in that it – for it's like what the fuck is happening with this egg right now (laughs) and uh, she like waves it over him (laughs) it's very (laughs) weird and they don't explain it at all (laughs) nope and uh so then they do it because it's a grindhouse movie and he wakes up in the morning and the egg is frying under the bed (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) and i think it magically healed him yep and his shoulder is better well, yeah, he does the the very standard arm movement, right? That's why the good guys like always shot in the shoulder or that area, so they can. Oh, look at me! I'm moving it. Oh, I feel good. I'm ready to go. And do that flex too. <laughs> yeah, flex. <laughs> um. So, is this the point where they bust into uh, her house and like there's a big fight? Yeah. No, it's not. Is it? No. Way. no. That comes well, out. it happens a couple okay. of times. This oh, movie well, is just full of people busting in and oh, shooting guns. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, this is the first time that happens. Because the next time it happens with uh, Jessica Alba. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And the, uh, we yeah, do cut to his house. 
and busted. Yeah, and the, it's uh, it's fucking crazy. Um, but I think there's uh, some just random shit that yeah, there is some random shit that happens before that. So we uh, we get the infamous Jessica Alba CGI naked scene. Because she refuses to do nudity in movies. This was like, when this movie came out, this is what everyone was talking about was like, you get to see Jessica Alba naked, but it's not really her because they spent millions of dollars to CGI her naked because she wouldn't be naked. And she was like the hot shit in 2010. Everybody was talking about Jessica Alba all the time. And uh, I was, uh, I'm never (laughs) upset to see her in a movie. She's never in a good movie, but I'm never upset to see her in a movie. That's fair. Um, hmm. <laughs> oh, come on. She did two Fantastic I, Four films. She did. <laughs> I just Fantastics did a podcast with uh, with my friend Spy Hards, and uh, Jessica Alba is the lead in Spy Kids 3, no, 4. Spy Kids 4. Jessica Alba is the lead actress in that. So I just watched that not long ago. And they were like, she's a prominent actor. She's an A-lister. She's in great movies. And one guy goes, is she? Is she really in great movies? (laughs) And that was when it occurred to me. (laughs) Right? Like, I have never seen her in a good movie ever, except for this one. Um, Then we cut to uh, main bad guy, Agent Man, talking to Lindsay Lohan and his wife at the table. And it is revealed that Lindsay Lohan is a cam girl. And uh, her dad basically is like pining for his own daughter and uh i mean i probably would be too if it was Lindsay lohan anyway uh <laughs> so gross then, so gross it's so gross but she's Lindsay lohan and oh my god anyway uh so we uh we cut to the bad guys agent or the bad guys henchman he finds a day laborer that makes him tell him where michelle rodriguez lives and uh the they come busting in the doors, and of course, Machete kills him with all kinds of kitchen appliances. Yes. <laughs> and, a corkscrew. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. And a fucking meat thermometer. And yeah. uh, then the lead henchman realizes, like, oh, my guys are all about to die. So he just throws a bomb in the house, and it blows up, and a body lands on Jessica Alva's car, and the meat thermometer temperature shoots up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey's done. The the amount of thought that went into this very dumb, very cheesy movie is what uh, it's just like so well made for being so stupid. (laughs) Yeah, it's what makes it really wonderful is like you can feel the love, right? That went into Mm -hmm. making this movie, even though it is extremely racist and really stupid and extremely cheesy. Yeah, well, this is about about the moment where we're like i said you know you can tell the difference between somebody who's a fan of grindhouse as compared to somebody who i want to make a movie that looks like grindhouse because we've seen a few of those and they're terrible yeah rodriguez put everything in here like perfectly rampant racism super bad dialogue uh ridiculously stupid uh action and uh like almost the perfect amount of bare breasts for no reason yes all of that grindhouse a hundred percent and like i don't know i've seen some classic grindhouse movies and they're not nearly as good as this movie so like (laughs) the budget makes the difference 
and uh yeah this so this is like a spiritual sequel to the grindhouse movies i guess is really the best way to describe it yeah yeah and you can't, uh we we you get some more truly, a-listers you can't have a truly crappy film when you have several million dollars <laughs> right <laughs> someone had to be like this movie will make money here you go here's some money to make a movie that will make me money so like people definitely saw the vision and were like make it good and uh, i think they deliver um so then uh, of course jessica alba takes in machete takes holds a gun at him he takes the gun away they go back to her house and eat breakfast and um that's when it's revealed that the agent guy kills his minion because he keeps failing because uh steven seagal tells him to and we reveal that they're bringing in tom savini to kill machete yeah so who is tom savini guys for the audience who doesn't know um well, I mean, he's been, see, he's another one. He's been in so many things. He like got his start being a special effects master. Like all of the gore you see in 80s movies and stuff, that's yeah. where he comes from. And he has graduated to movie star on every movie he works on anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's just it. Yeah, he um, he started... Uh, the same time uh, Mr. Greg Nicotero started and mm -hmm. Savini has his own business. Uh, uh, Julia uh, Marchese oh, right. is, is close with him. Um, and yeah, he ended up getting in shows, but he always plays this kind of guy too. They don't ever let him like do the cool stuff. They're like, okay, we get it. You're going to make the blood, you're going to do the prosthetics, and you want a part. So you get to be a dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he and he loves it. It's just so it's it's fun. And Nicotero started doing the same thing. You know, he he showed up in Walking Dead a couple of times as zombies. And now he's like mm -hmm. background people and stuff. So yeah. That's kind of a kind of a cool gig. And this is yeah. the perfect movie for it. You know, what do you need? One thousand gallons of blood and lots of explosions and flesh ripping. <laughs> I'm on it. Oh, and by the way, yep. I want to play the dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a bow and arrow and make me look cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we get a little montage of him being a world-class assassin. And um, that's when uh, Machete and Jessica Alba decide that they're going to team up and take out the trash, which is a whole, like, thinly veiled symbolism yes. for the movie. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, then we get the spy kid, kid, the redhead yeah. white kid is a cholo <laughs> in this movie. Yes. There's like a short comment earlier in the film when, uh, Machete is like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm adopted, but I'm no less, you know, whatever. And he's, Machete's like, no fucking duh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Um, then somehow Jessica Alba knows where uh, Michelle Rodriguez's base is and she comes busting in and she's just like, I'm not going to bust you. I believe in your movement. And the whole scene is completely unnecessary other than to show yep. that there's a lot of guns that she bought with the 250K. Yep. Um, then, well, there uh, also is like a lot of like uh, tension between them because 
they're both all about machete. <laughs> That's well, true. Yeah, we have we have different sides of the law, and you know, different sides of the bed, both going at <laughs> once. I felt the tension. I wanted more of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we get another incredible character, Machete's brother, Cheech Marin, playing Padre. a priest with a fucking gun-toting priest. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's like, let me get this straight. You want me to help you kill all these people? And Machete's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll see what I can do. Yep. Yeah, he's like fine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they re- they show them that the the uh, church is completely decked out with surveillance equipment, and the TVs that he uses are in, like stacked up into a cross. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. He goes, "Do you want a Cuban cigar?" And Machete's like, "No, a Mexican one." And they pull out these giant blunts. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like joints. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> And Machete takes his hearse and goes to uh, the agent's house to get some retribution. Right. Uh, Which is funny because you wouldn't think that a priest at a Catholic church would just have a hearse. But apparently that's his side business. (laughs) If nothing else, Cheech is predatory in this movie. So like that's perfect for the most predatory business of being a fucking mortician or, you know, a funeral home. Um, so they uh so then he goes to the main agent dude's house and you meet some more of his henchmen that are hilarious they're so funny they're making all these there's some what happens in this one well they're they're arguing amongst themselves because one's like i don't really know that our guy is on the right side in this what do you guys think about all this and um like one has this very weird comment about how they let like any mexican person into their house when they're carrying garden tools and he's saying this he's like they could have a chainsaw or a machete and we just let them come in and they turn around and there's machete (laughs) he throws a pickaxe and bangs it off the one dude's head and then he, he takes a weed whacker and just keeps stinging the other guy. Yes. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's so funny. And uh, he knocks them out and throws them into the bushes. I don't think Machete kills anybody he doesn't have to. Like, right. he's, he's a good like a good guy. He wouldn't just massacre people unless they had guns pointing at him. And even those dudes had guns pointing at him and he didn't kill him. So, like, sometimes he has a little bit of mercy. Uh, so he pretends to be the gardener and he comes in and of course, Lindsay Lohan and her mom are topless in a pool about to make a sex tape together. Gross. And they wanted to bang the gardener, whoever it was. And it turns out it's machete and they have a threesome in the swimming pool on camera. (laughs) Why not? Can can we, can we just address one thing here? Of course. So Lindsay Lohan's mother, Looked to be five years younger than Lindsay. <laughs> I'm trying to think. This is true. You know, I understand uh, Fahey's character is supposed to be this smarmy dick, but I'm looking, I'm thinking, so did did they like, uh, was she like seven? 
when she had <laughs> Lindsay Lohan because oh my god, and uh, uh, clearly the for the actresses the age difference wasn't that much, but I also couldn't help but think poor fucking Lindsay man that is that is what forty miles of rough road will do to you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. So yeah, because I would have actually at first glance like if I'd watched this without sound, I'd be like, well, why is Lindsay catting around with her daughter? <laughs> in yeah. the pool like this man <laughs> and if someone were to say nope it's the other way around <laughs> you're shitting me <laughs> you're lying <laughs> and uh this scene is important for cinema because it's the first time Lindsay lohan was nude on camera uh, yeah. and uh i'm i'm not upset about it and um yeah before that she had done so this is appropriate if i was doing high on horror right now i would be like the boob report so it's uh yeah we get to talk about boobs and that's like my segment as i talk about the boobs in the movie but yeah before Lindsay lohan had done this movie she did a, a marilyn monroe style topless shoot and then immediately mm-hmm. did this movie and the world was like holy shit Lindsay lohan still exists and she's still hot and it was fantastic Anyway, moving on. Probably not the, the right audience for this conversation. Uh, we uh, we he makes them drink too much tequila and they pass out and he throws them in the back of the hearse and uh, he puts the camera in the bad guy's office and it says "Watch me" on it and the guy watches Machete have a threesome with his wife and daughter. Yes, and that would that would break any man, I think. Yeah, um, he's a little incensed about it, I think. <laughs> yeah um and then uh jessica alba's like i have all these confessions and i have everybody under my thumb and i have all the proof you need to show that this is real stuff going on here and it turns out ice is working for mclaughlin and ultimately um torres right. who is uh who's the guy steven seagal so Ice is now corrupt, and she the whole movie she's like, the system works. There are a lot of laws. And at laws this moment she realizes things. it doesn't. Yeah. Yep, it's yeah. it does not work. Can we just uh, like talk for a second about when they're going through all those files with all the confessions and stuff? They have this video of the wall that McLaughlin is gonna build. <laughs> <laughs> electrified fence and it's this little like animated video of people running up to the fence and then getting fucking blown away by the electricity it it is i when i when we were watching this i what struck me is this is exactly what like a pbs you know graphic representation would be like in a documentary from like the early 80s right it's just this blocky it's not even like minecraft level stuff it's just it's two-dimensional like the educational this is how this is how mitosis works right and it's just little blobs yeah and in my back of my head i'm hearing okay boys and girls this is why we don't play with electricity no johnny don't do that oh johnny (laughs) i'm like this is high-tech stuff huh holy shit Oh yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And they got a lot of this footage from Cheech. Uh Cheech records confessions and the guy's talking about how he wants to bang his daughter and stuff. So that she has uh Jessica Alba has all of this footage that's like, these are bad people and we can go get them. And Ice is like, no, don't go get them. And uh 
that's when she comes across Machete and she's like, why didn't you even text me? And he goes, Machete, don't text. And I feel like if that's not on a T-shirt, it should be. <laughs> I know. Oh, man, that was the best. And they he have looks a so serious of- about it, too. If nothing else, Danny Trejo can deliver lines like no one else. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, and I they're, love like, they're... that line. He says it like a caveman almost. But in other parts of this movie, he's very eloquent and well-spoken. And it's like they, they can't really decide how they want him to be. But Danny Trejo is just game for playing any line any way they want him to. <laughs> how you want me to say it, boss? All right. <laughs> Machete don't text. <laughs> so good. Um, so then uh, he and Jessica Alba are hanging out for the night, drinking tequila that's in a gun-shaped bottle. Yes. I want one of those bottles. <laughs> because of course um, it is. And they also reveal in this scene, without making a big deal about it, that the evil agent guy is Jessica Alba's brother. They never really touch on it after that. They're just like, that's my brother. And then that's like, she has no qualms about being in conflict with him. There's no like drama (laughs) surrounding it. She's just like, that's my brother and moving on. Yep. Um, And then, uh, so Jessica Alba is very drunk on tequila and she tries to make moves on machete. And he's like, no, you're too drunk. I'm a gentleman. We're not doing sex right now. And, uh, so he doesn't. And it, it goes, uh, totally clean he does not bang jessica alba but uh then we cut to the evil rednecks guys that are hunting down people who are crossing the border and he shoots michelle rodriguez in the eye takes her down yeah it was a crazy standoff and uh it's a jarring moment you're like oh no one of our main characters just got shot in the face and uh, did she you guys think she was dead at this really point? Yet. The first time I saw it, I thought she was dead. I was mm. wondering because, uh, you know, I've, I've learned long ago. Don't. Yeah. Don't sew that bag up just yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In these kinds of movies. <laughs> I've seen I've seen people strew dynamite strapped to them and they show the explosion. And then the last 10 minutes of a film, they fucking show up out of nowhere. I'll save the day. And they're missing like a pinky. You know, <laughs> The first time I saw it, here's where I thought this was going. Like, they kill Luz, and she was obviously, like, Shay, right? Even though she never admitted it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, if she's dead, then obviously Jessica Alba's character is going to, like, step up into that spot and give up her job in ICE and be, you know, the 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 she or Shay or whatever. Shay. Mm-hmm. She. She. <laughs> she. <laughs> she. <laughs> Um, and that was that's a good thought like that my brain didn't go there i thought she was just dead but i have the special edition dvd of this and like there's like one box that's on every version of this except for the one i have it's like star wars on the cover of it so like it just has everybody in these like striking a pose and they're all superimposed with each other and stuff and she has an eye patch on the box so it kind of gave away that she isn't gonna die so it was like, oh, okay. But I rem- I was thinking about Grindhouse when she's in that and she has a gun for a leg and she comes like exploding yeah. out like 50 feet in the air and stuff. So I thought that was going to happen in this movie because I forgot it wasn't this one. So spoiler <laughs> alert, if you're following along and not don't know the movie, she definitely comes back. Um, and uh, that's when Tom Savini 
and his people come for Cheech Marin. And uh, he's fucking badass in this movie. Hell yeah, he is. <laughs> he's dual wielding shotguns. <laughs> so good and uh one of the guys he gets him from behind and the guy falls on the ground he goes no wait please show mercy and he goes god has mercy i don't and he blows his face off yep (laughs) and he's doing shit like hiding behind pillars and throwing the shotguns behind him and shooting people like multiple people at the same time and stuff but tom savini gets him he shoots him in the leg and then he and the bad guy crucify him all on camera yeah yeah um, and then we get the siege of Jessica Alba's house where all the bad guys come in there. Everyone's shooting at each other. Is there anything special about this scene? I feel like it was kind of unnecessary. I don't know. I liked her killing the guy with her shoes. That was about it. Yeah. She kills yeah. a luchador with, <laughs> with stiletto heels. <laughs> yes. And it turns out he's some like major assassin. They never talk about him before and they don't talk about him after. They're just like, wow, he's a big deal. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we uh, then Jessica. OK. And then um, Machete goes, how do you text on this thing when they find that Cheech has been crucified? Which was funny to watch him then text with one pointer finger just going. Dark, 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 dark. <laughs> we we cracked up and we. <laughs> We actually looked at each other and started making fun of the scene. Not only is he just like pounding these buttons like one at a time, and we're both thinking it's going to take a week to get his message out. But then we're like, look at those meaty fucking fingers on that tiny phone. <laughs> someone's on the <laughs> other end is going to get this text like, you know, either someone's kid got a hold of their phone or someone's trying to text me while they're having a stroke. I don't know what the hell this shit is. <laughs> it's so good. And, um, <laughs> He wrote, you just fucked with the wrong Mexican, and he sent it to the agent guy. Um, And while he's looking at that text, Torres is talking to him, and he's like, I'm in your country. So now we know main bad guy has made it to America. And uh, we get another scene where all the henchmen are talking, and it's even the ones from the beginning where they're like, I got shot in the leg, and I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And like, what does he do in that scene? Like he comes and he fucks those people up. He doesn't kill any of them. What is the point of him being there? He's like looking for the agent guy. Yeah, I think he's looking for. Yeah, he's looking for. The agent guy. Hey, he think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because that's his place. I this is the one where the the one guard they're having that conversation. And the guy starts bringing up like, you know, have you been paying attention to what, you know, our boss is doing? And then when he shows up the second time, he gets that last second to last top guy. The guy's like, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> he gives him his gun. Yeah. And just, and just walks away. Like I'm fucking out. <laughs> this job blows. I hope they came back for the sequel. Cause they were amazing. They're all of their little yeah. like banter was so fucking funny. Um. So then, uh, the the oh he goes and he gets info from them that uh, the main agent guy is actually working for uh, De Niro. Officially, Machete now knows that, even though it's been clear this whole time. (laughs) Um, and he gives him a tracker for the limo where they both are going to be driving around and stuff. And that's when the naked chicks wake up in a convent. (laughs) 
and, and Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan puts on a nun's outfit. Of course she does. Why wouldn't she? <laughs> and I think this is where knowing like being cognizant adult in 2010 benefits this movie because it's topical because she was getting into all kinds of trouble she was getting duis and getting arrested for drugs at the time so her being in a nun's outfit was like a little uh little wink and a nod to pop culture at the time right after playing a druggie the whole movie she pops Mm. on a nun's outfit hilarious hilarious (laughs) we don't see her again for a while um, so Machete goes to get Michelle Rodriguez and they learn, he learns that she has been killed. And, uh, the, the guy from spy kids like, I may be adopted, yo. And Machete's like, no shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. And they build an army of cholos. Um, and, uh, she, uh, Jessica Alba rallies the troops and she says, there are lots of laws again. <laughs> We didn't cross the border. The border crossed us. That might be the best line in the movie. Oh my god, it makes me laugh every time. That hurt. Because uh, I'm like, oh no, oh no, I could just feel it. Uh, oh, she's gonna say it. And there it was. And uh, well. then we get an army of low riders and motorcycles yes. <laughs> bumping out. Um, and um, the De Niro is in his limo. They were uh, because ice is uh, has been compromised. Jessica Alba gave all the footage to the news instead of ice. So they call out Robert De Niro on planning this whole elaborate thing to help his campaign. Mm hmm. So Robert De Niro, disgraced, has to run away. He gets into his limo with the main agent guy, and he shoots the agent guy in the chest for fucking up. So uh, our most frequently seen badass villain is now pretty much dead. Um, Do we see what happens to Tom Savini, or is that just like the end of him is when he crucifies Cheech? Uh, I don't remember seeing him again. Yeah, I think, I think he'll be back for the sequel. I, I don't think he's in the final battle. No. No, I think it was it just, my job's done. Yeah, even though yeah, he doesn't afterwards kill the guy he makes a phone call. Kill. Yeah, he makes he, he makes a phone call like they usually do, you know, open air, you know. Yeah, I killed him. Um Yeah, and I got the sense that he's just going to head off to you know, I don't know resume his shopping day or something he's just done (laughs) he didn't even kill the guy he was hired to kill he was just like yep crucified a guy time for (laughs) panera bread i'm out (laughs) um so we don't see him again which just occurred to me and uh the evil ice cowboys kidnap de niro and uh they're basically like we're gonna kill you because you just made the you've ruined your campaign that we were rooting for to get rid of the Mexicans. So we are going to execute you for fucking that up. So now we just have an army of redneck murderous dudes. And uh, of course, then Machete's army shows up and we have a crazy war. (laughs) Oh my Uh, gosh. uh, It's wild. 
It's so wild. Like some of the low riders are tanks. They're shooting <laughs> fucking missiles, yes. <laughs> motorcycles with Gatling guns on them and shit. <laughs> uh, it's it's like Lord of the Rings shit. Like Machete's walking around just slicing <laughs> through people and shooting guns. <laughs> and then we get the like the ambulance comes up with the sexy nurses, and then like. Uh, Luz comes out of the ambulance and she's got her eye patch on and she's dressed like Rambo. It's so good. And she kills like the leader of the the redneck guys because he shot her in the eye. And yeah, uh, I uh, so that for me was super anticlimactic. Mm -hmm. I expected this long drawn out battle and it was it was pretty much akin to I'm here. I'm alive. You're a dick. And then she goes off and starts doing some other stuff. Yeah. It's, there was a lot, like all of the main bad guys kills were super lackluster. Like you get to see all this crazy combat with all these nobodies, but like the main (laughs) bad guy gets shot in the chest in the limo. And then that guy just gets shot to death. And, uh, there's another guy that gets shot pretty good, but, uh, that's when, Michelle Rodriguez busts in and saves Robert De Niro. And she's like, you better get Mexican real fast. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. So he puts on a poncho and a straw hat. <laughs> and he comes out into the battle. Yes. <laughs> and oh, that's man. when Lindsay Lohan shows up in a nun's outfit mm-hmm. and uh, shoots De Niro in the chest for killing her father, which how did she know? Who's to say? <laughs> so, um, it doesn't matter. It's a grindhouse it, film. Exactly. Um, so then, of course, we get uh, Samurai man, uh, Samurai Torres comes. Yeah. Why can't I ever remember Steven Seagal's name on the first go? It takes me a second to get back there. <laughs> anyway. Well, that so, doesn't say much for him. No, it does not. <laughs> so Steven Seagal shows up with his katana and there's a machete katana fight. And every time he moves the katana around, it makes like 1980s like samurai sounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking, I was dying every time he like points it at someone. It's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think one of the really funny things is like machete shows up to this battle with a giant machete, like a Final Fantasy. <laughs> it's like six feet size. Yeah. <laughs> some fucking anime weapon <laughs> and then when he gets to the battle with Torres, Torres has two katanas one's regular and one's like a smaller and so machete has this giant machete and then a regular size machete <laughs> <laughs> and they duke it out they're breaking each other's swords and stuff and uh, somebody's like they might kill a machete and the other, the other one's like no he's machete and he stabs <laughs> Steven Seagal right in the guts and Steven Seagal just gives up. He's like, I could still kill you. I'm standing here absolutely fine with a machete sticking out of me, <laughs> yes. right. but I don't want to see you in hell anytime soon. So I'm going to kill myself. And he does that thing that samurais do when they're disgraced where he like turns Hard the Kiri? blade and he like, well, is Supakai, that what it's called? Yeah. Where you, <laughs> he just fucking kills Hari himself. Hari is the whole tradition, but Supakai is the act of oh, okay. yeah, disemboweling of yourself they're 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 one in the same but yeah he 
cuts himself, which I love this when, when they do this in movies and in this film, it's no surprise, but when you stab yourself <laughs> in the gut and you like rip the blade across, you don't die. You lay there in absolute agony and pain and it would t- sometimes take days <laughs> to die. Gross. That's so, awful. Yeah. I'm like, why? But that's just it. Like, yeah, I could I could kill you right now, but I don't want to. So I'm going to step back and I'm going to gut myself like the big fucking pig that I am. And then <laughs> I guess that's it. Why did I even come to this fucking set? I don't know. They paid me. I mean... <laughs> I don't I can't tell if it's Robert Rodriguez making fun of him or if it was legitimately <laughs> something he's like, I need to not be killed in this movie. <laughs> this could be a Gary Busey situation. Steven Seagal might be, be uh, Rodriguez could be making fun of him and Seagal just isn't bright enough to catch on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, I, have you ever seen Ginger Dead Man? I have seen Ginger Dead Man. Okay. So the Our big. Theory- the big. Yeah, go ahead. Is that Gary Busey had no idea he was being recorded for a movie. They were just <laughs> secretly recording him. They just followed him around the house one day with a recorder, right? And then just like edited it in because almost none of the shit that was said by Ginger Dead Man is is like <laughs> is like on point. And Gary Busey, if he's not known for anything, it's his wandering around just saying random shit at random times. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even think he knew he was in this fucking movie. Did you guys see Gary Busey Pet Justice on Amazon? No. What? No. You need to watch it. It's like comedians come in with like disputes. He's a TV judge. And these comedians come in and improv (laughs) like a dispute they're having over a pet. And then Gary Busey just talks. <laughs> he just, just responds the way he feels like it should go. And like he just there's one point he goes, I have an idea for a movie. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And he just goes on this long tangent about this dumb movie idea he has. And it's like, does he know he's on a show? He's just talking to the set, like Okay, so I don't want to take us any further off, but I just gotta throw this in real quick. Have you ever heard of being Busey? No, uh uh-uh. Okay, look it up. It was an MTV reality show about uh, Gary Busey and some poor fucker they picked to be his personal assistant. Yeah, and it's the same thing. It's like, it's Gary Busey's show, but I don't fucking think he has the slightest clue what's going on. And it's just, (laughs) it's like 30 minutes every episode of him just fucking rambling (laughs) about nothing. And no three sentences can go together. I hope he's the bad guy in the third machete movie. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so machete gets on top of a car and he raises his machete in the air and everyone puts their weapons up. It's like, we have won the battle. And it turns out De Niro's still alive. He was wearing a chest, uh, chest thing the whole time. A pr- yeah, well, well, no, something like that yeah he uh he's still alive but he's still dressed like a mexican and he runs to the border and uh the remaining redneck murderer people see him and they think he's a mexican so they shoot him and he lands on the electric fence he built yep <laughs> yeah like he's not even well disguised in. he very clearly is robert de niro just in a hat <laughs> and a shirt but here's here i'd like to point this out so the guy who shot him 
right, is the only element of character growth that we see in this movie. Because the guy who shot him is like this minor functionary who every time they ended up shooting someone, he would throw up. Right. yeah, like at the border when he shot the pregnant woman, he was puking. When they shot someone in the house, he was puking. And he's like, you know, you really need to get a grip on that. But he's the only one who grew as a character because he fucking nailed De Niro, bam, bam, and stood there like a man, not vomiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good he point. I didn't charge. think about that. He really is the only character in the whole movie who develops at all. Everyone yeah. else is just static, exactly who they are the whole movie. Maybe a little bit of Jessica Alba because she realizes that the law is not on her side. But uh, speaking of Jessica Alba, the next scene we get is Machete is driving away on her motorcycle and they pull him. Uh, a cop pulls him over and it's Jessica Alba and she gives him his green card. <laughs> sits that on the front quick. of the motorcycle and they make out as he drives away with her in front of a motorcycle <laughs> in front of him sitting in front of him making out with him he starts driving away yep <laughs> so totally good plausible. and that's the end of the movie <laughs> <sighs> so i think i saw the the sequel once and that came out in 2013 so that was three years after this movie came out and in 2021 they were supposed to release machete kills in space and they never did it for whatever reason, I think probably because of, you know, pandemic. But he's still saying, like, I'm trying to make this movie. Everyone's demanding I make the movie. I want to make it. And then there was a picture of Danny Trejo with a machete that was glowing like a lightsaber. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> like, this needs to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what do you guys think? How did you feel about this movie? Well, Jim, this was your first time. Uh, well, okay, a couple things. Number one, anything with Danny Trejo in it, top notch. I don't care if it's one of those yep. kid shows that I had to watch over and over and over again with Lily. Um, <laughs> he is just the best. But I love this because I do love the Grindhouse movies. I mean, growing up in the 70s, it was a lot of bad movies. And, you know, living in a smallish town... Uh, you know, the theater that was there always had this kind of crap in it. So, you know, this was it. It was blood. Now, granted, the film quality in this is better and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like I said in the beginning, um, this is Rodriguez loves Grindhouse. He understood it and translated everything to the screen, even with the faux bad film, like the hairs and the cracks and stuff, you know, (laughs) all that crap. Um, It was fun. It was nothing more than what I expected, but it was nothing less. Bad lines, <laughs> cheesy dialogue, no back histories, characters just for the sake of characters. You know, like, oh, that's my brother. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you for that, Jessica. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. You know, Um it, I mean, this is something you have to watch when you're sitting on a Saturday night, you got nowhere to go. It's bad weather. You're not feeling great or whatever, you know, and you're just like, what? I, this is, I think, the perfect medication for just straight out stupid fun. Danny? Yeah, this movie, I would say, I watched a lot of bad movies as a kid. I watched like, you know, MST3K all the time. And I also, I mean, 
my experience in watching bad movies up until seeing this movie was like they didn't mean to be bad. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. <laughs> but I could still enjoy them nonetheless, because I have always been the kind of person who can do that. This movie, I remember distinctly like being very excited about it when I learned that it existed and I watched it. And it was like the first movie I saw where it was bad intentionally. So at least in so far as I remember. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm not the only person who thinks that this is cool. So it was very like validating. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, again, just repeating like anything Danny Trejo is in, I'm down to watch. Yeah. Just generally. <laughs> Absolutely. I also, I also very much enjoy that they felt no need to connect the character Machete to anything Machete had ever appeared in before. Like this movie yeah. is his movie. And it's the fifth movie that the character Machete has appeared in. But it has nothing to do with any other movies he's ever appeared in ever. <laughs> It's like the lore of who Machete is. Like it does kind of feel like a, a, a like this is where he got his reputation for all the other movies, but he's right. a completely different character in all the other movies. Like it's folklore this one, you know. But that uh that poses the question. I feel like I know where you're going to land. Keep it or dump it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep yeah, it. Yeah. Well, and you have this movie the, so good. The, the the special edition you said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see we we had to I don't buy know if there were yeah, on yeah. Amazon to watch it. Um there's nothing special. Just the regular Yeah, one. that's that's an important part of keep it though, right? Like because yeah. it has been on streaming services on and off forever. But when we were like, Oh, we should you know, we have to watch this again to well, I have to watch it again, you have to watch it for the first time to, you know, talk to Miles about it, it wasn't on any of the streamers like without having to rent or buy it yeah hmm. it's a so classic it may not always be available when you want to watch it on a whim exactly yes that's the name of the game like it's a digital era and you want to be able to watch whatever you want to watch when you want to watch it so yeah. uh we're keeping it the, the we're keeping machete awesome so you guys are on a you do a super fun show why don't you tell them about it well, we do a show called Bravo for the B-Side where we watch B-movies and indie films and we walk through them step by step, the whole thing, um, spoil the crap out of it. And then we talk about what filmmakers, uh, actors, whoever, anyone who wants to be involved in film can learn from it. Uh, it's, yeah. yeah, instead of <laughs> um, going to, everyone says, you know, if you want to learn like writing techniques or just some examples of your craft, writing, directing, acting, uh, grab an Oscar script. Uh, we disagree. Some of the best films are uh, B-movies and uh, independent projects. Um, there's just a lot more uh, art to learn from. So we talk about those lessons and then we kind of, you know, just sometimes occasionally slant off on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> About but, Gary Busey. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Anything in general. But this year on Bravo for the B-Side, we're actually trying to focus really heavily on women in film. So uh, like female-written, female-directed, uh, you know, 
good female characters. There's yeah, this strong kind of, female leads. Yeah, there's this kind of like wild dichotomy between like what Hollywood thinks is a strong female lead and what actually is a strong female lead, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And the indie film and B film makers seem to get that more than the studios. So that's oh, our focus absolutely. this year. Yeah. Very cool. That's occasionally exciting. we have I interviews. You can... Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get some good gets. Did you end up talking to the guy from who makes all the asylum films? I feel like you did, right? No. No. I reached out no, to him didn't. and I didn't hear back. And then we just kind of got, you know, locked into the quagmire of other interviews and doing things gotcha. um there's a couple projects coming out and they just popped one out uh like two weeks ago he was really pushing it on twitter so i'm going to hit him up again i'd love to get lloyd kaufman on and yeah. and talk about the whole trauma verse everything you know toxic adventure <laughs> mm-hmm. um we just we uh, did frankenhooker which has been oh, a yeah. long time favorite of mine <laughs> because <laughs> it's just so fucking dumb but it's awesome uh in in the episode uh call it uh trauma's citizen cane <laughs> it's their citizen cane i love it i love it so i hope you can make an exception on the female f- filmmaking for an episode because we talked about doing a celebration yes. of danny trejo so i yes. think that was this is a perfect uh, perfect stepping stone to get us into that at some point here <laughs> I definitely I think, think so. Yeah, it's a love letter to Danny Trejo because he deserves it. He does. <laughs> he does. This was his first leading role in a movie, Machete. Mm-hmm. It was the first time it was like Danny Trejo as the star. Yeah, because the first time I remember actually seeing him on screen that I remembered him was in Heat. He, you know, this isn't the first time he's played opposite uh, Robert De Niro. He was one of Robert De Niro. He was the getaway driver for all their heists. Um, oh really yeah he's got like four lines fuck it i'm in got a problem (laughs) hey man and then his dying lines it was uh... (laughs) and that was it (laughs) i loved him in just those little bits (laughs) yes that's fantastic and he's been a, a working actor also since like the late 80s i would say um yeah, he, he did this late, movie. I think he did. Like, yeah, he's looked the same for decades. Yeah, he's a vampire. <laughs> he's, that's I'm a good way. He probably is a vampire, much like uh, from Dusk Till Dawn, which is another one he was in that doesn't get enough credit. Um, yeah, he's in this movie called Badass. Have you guys seen that? I have heard of it. I've not seen. Yeah, it. it's a uh, it's basically Machete, except he's a bus driver. <laughs> And it's based on a viral video that came out in like 2010 of a bus driver who like stops the bus and beats up one of his passengers. And oh, uh, I remember it's that. like, yeah, it's, it's so funny that they made an entire movie out of it where he's like <laughs> running school buses over ramps and shit. Like it's amazing. So that's definitely one worth checking out if you liked Machete. So yeah. I want you guys to think of something you'd like to recommend to the audience after I do my little reads here. Sure. All right. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D I S C D U M P P 
pod at gmail.com. Don't forget that little PP in there. It's important. If you're looking for any of my social medias, you can go on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Facebook and Twitter, I'm pretty much active on all of them at this point. So yeah, you can check those out. Uh, if you type in disk dump with a C, don't do a K, do a C, tag nab it. Uh, so yeah, if you type in disk dump with a C, you can find me anywhere you're looking for your podcast socials all right guys what would you like to recommend to the audience doesn't have to be media it could be go hug a friend whatever (laughs) got something oh me first sure okay so last time i was on i talked about walking i think which is (laughs) great um but just like on a personal level this is going to sound weird and maybe like a little like a psa but i have recently had a lot of dental work (laughs) Because I didn't like, okay, I would brush my teeth and stuff, but I didn't like go to the dentist for many years. And so I recently have just started like going back and getting my grill all fixed up. Mm -hmm. And I recommend that you don't do what I did, like go regularly and get your teeth cleaned. I know that sounds really stupid, (laughs) but I know there are other people like me who are like super afraid of the dentist. I'm terrified. I have extreme anxiety about going to the dentist. And if you tell your dentist that the chances are they'll like prescribe you something like a Valium for when you go in so that you can chill a little bit and not be so afraid. And that's what mine does. She prescribes. It's so funny. Every time I like have a dentist appointment, I get a prescription called in and I get one single Valium (laughs) to go to the dentist. And I didn't even know that was a thing that could be done, but I'm so glad that I have started going, like I grew up poor and, you know, taking care of yourself medically when you're poor is not like a thing that happens. Mm -hmm. And so having kind of like started learning how to take care of myself properly and like go do the things that you are supposed to do as an adult, I feel like is important. So that's what I want to recommend. I know it sounds go weird, but go to the dentist. Go to the dentist. Yeah, that's, that's fun, and it's also a cool drug hack if you're trying to get some value. <laughs> awesome dental work. Oh man, um, I would say I'm just gonna uh, preach. Go to the, the doctor. No, <laughs> uh, the, the sentiment of our our you know our podcast. Um, uh, you don't have to be a creative to enjoy film. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff to do in the world, but I, I would encourage folks, uh, do those deep dives on Tubi and Amazon, uh, do the, you might also like click on it and then keep doing that. Repeat five, six, 10 times, get into the rabbit hole and really enjoy some of these creations that people have made. Um, I, I think most people would find them more entertaining than standard stuff. Cause everyone's getting bored with all the shit on Netflix. You know, it's like, hey, what's this movie? It's the same fucking movie. It's just got five different people in it. Don't worry about it. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've seen it. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, if you're a creative, uh, wrap yourself up in this stuff and, uh, you know, strive to get your own stuff out there. And if you're not, just enjoy stuff that's been out there. I mean, there's literally tens of thousands of movies that, you know, you might get something out of or just be entertained by but uh give them a chance and then every time you watch it it. these guys get like uh two and a half cents so (laughs) 
<laughs> Help them out, man. It adds up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, when I had COVID, Tubi was like my go-to. I was like, these are all movies I've been meaning to see for years and years and years. And uh, yeah, the Tubi was that gave me options that no one else gave me. And I went down the rabbit hole and it was super rewarding. So yeah, check that out. Tubi is a great fucking app and uh, it's always good to support people, even if it's only two cents. Yep. Yeah. All righty, audience. Thank you for listening. And until next time, toodaloo. Toodaloo.